Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. This is Dr. Boris Orlock of Happy Horror Coffee Break, old-time horror radio show. <laughs> and you're listening to a fourth-hand production. Welcome to the weird and mysterious world of the Inhuman Experience, a paranormal podcast. We explore the strange and unexplained. Coming to you from the mothership directly above the uncanny valley, my name is Bobby Anthem, alias Trash Catchem, and with me as always, the one to my zero, <laughs> I, I guess, my partner, my ace, my fellow Inhuman. Bobby Blades, the binary star. You know, you know where to Binary is. star, that's nice, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, That's man. nice. What's happening, man? <laughs> Not too much. Every time you ask me what's happening, it's, it's like I feel like I have to go into a long, drawn-out answer. Uh, full disclosure, the reason I do that is because I have no idea what to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well... That's pretty good. But then you put me on the spot, and I'm like, oh, man. Duh, crap, blah, um, 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 um. <laughs> hey, man, as long as I don't have to be under that bus, I'm willing to throw you under there. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I like the whole one, the one to my zero thing. That's pretty cool. And it kind of fits in with the, the computer code that we were talking about dur during the simulation. I know, man, it, it does. It, it does. It works. And that's kind of why I do these things. I'm just, uh, as I was saying, and I'm like, oh, man, this sounds way more romantic than, uh, <laughs> than I had planned. But I guess to make it less romantic or more or, you know, however people want to look at it, I don't know. 
we didn't do this one alone. That's right. We've got a third person on the mic with us. We got our Canadian correspondent, Nathan Mondor. Yes, indeed. The return of our boy, Nathan. Yes, the triumphant return. That's right. Yeah, I'm thrilled about it, especially since we teased earlier uh, in earlier episodes that we were going to cover uh, the simulated universe. And you and I had kind of jumped the gun. I guess we got a little impatient with it and we got started on it without Nathan. But we're making it right. This is a part of the reboot. So <laughs> we're making it right by bringing him in with us on this. One. Now, is it is it the re re reboot or is it just like part two of the reboot? I think this is part two of the of the reboot, you know, because we had already kept the reboot going. And this is a part of that same list. It all makes sense if you do the math, um, which I'm not which I'm do. not I'm not good at. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, either way, it, it, it does make sense and it will make sense or it may or may not make sense, depending on how uh, open your, your brain is to the whole simulated universe theory. And do we go pretty deep? I, I don't know. Well, I'd like to say that we went we got a little bit deeper than we usually did just by going in a list and only because that Nathan actually did his homework while we were yes. fooling around doing nothing. <laughs> so that he, is a blessing. He yeah. actually brought it. He he brought it and we just kind of remarked on it. And uh, full disclosure, once again, we do not finish the list this time. So we are going to have to come back to it. Yeah. This might take us the next several years to get just get through this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Damn. being that it's going to take us a while, man, maybe we shouldn't wait too much longer. Maybe we should go ahead and get into this. We'll get into it after this. <laughs> Never mind that. Welcome to the Juan on Juan podcast. I'm your host, Juan. I know that was a mouthful. But join us while we talk about a variety of things. Life, business, maybe some conspiracy theories. Who knows? Just sit back and enjoy the ride. We're going to answer all your lifelong questions. Like, is it okay to shave your balls with the same machine you use on your face? I don't know. Anyways, follow us on social media. Instagram at the Juan on Juan podcast. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, where you can catch our weekly episodes. See you soon. Sorry, total tangent, but um, my little boy, my youngest, he, uh, my, my best friend is a martial art instru instructor for uh, a martial art called Okichita. It's a First Nation-based martial martial art. And uh, my four-year-old and him, like, play fight all the time. And uh, so, obviously, like, this full-grown man can, like, just destroy my son, my four-year-old, no problem. <laughs> Um, but you know, he lets them win every now and then, but, uh, a couple just before the COVID thing fully broke out, they were over here and I taught my little boy to, you know, I was like, look, this is what you gotta do. You gotta run out there 
and you gotta scream, you wanna be the best, you gotta be the best, and then elbow drop him. So he runs out screaming it, screams woo, taps his elbow twice, and elbow drops him in the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) That is good parenting right there, man. That's beautiful. I I like that. (laughs) Bro, you're gonna elbow drop someone, it's gotta be epic. And you gotta say woo. Right. That's how you get a big pop, man. That's how you get the crowd behind you. You gotta, you gotta be charismatic. Or you gotta raise your eyebrow and ask a question, and then say, "It doesn't matter what the answer is." <laughs> what your name is? Yeah, I know. But if you ask a question, you can. Say... <laughs> uh, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. All right. All right, but anyway, yeah, that seems more interesting than this whole thing right here. What, the simulation theory? Yeah. Well, no, the simulation theory is cool. But speaking of Trump, there's a big old picture of him on number seven. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, and it has to do with weird news. Uh, Fake news. Fake news. China. 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 Uh, so number seven is weird news. Some have proposed that recent unlikelihoods, including Donald Trump's election, Brexit, the 2017 Oscars envelope mix-up, and that year's 25-point Super Bowl comeback could mean we're at a malfunctioning simulation or whoever is pushing the buttons is screwing around with us. I believe whoever is pushing the buttons is screwing around with us, especially right now. Uh, as of the time of this recording in uh, 2020, because what what all have we had this year so far? Uh, we've uh, we've had the virus, we've had murder hornets, we've had uh, asteroids that nobody's talking about, um, uh, UFOs being declassified, and nobody cared. Uh, that nobody's talking another about. One. Oh, apes, monkeys, chimpanzees broke into a lab oh, in yeah. India and stole a virus. That, I yes. was watching that last night. Now Those we, little motherfuckers we. had test kits in their hands and they were eating the virus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn so. you dirty apes. <laughs> um, so I think yes. we're looking at a dawn of the planet of the apes situation here, possibly. Yeah, like everyone was all worried about 2000. Yeah. Bro. Or 2012 20, even, too, yeah. Yeah, but nothing happened. Now it's 2020, and it's like... The whole world is coming down now. Well, it's like Final um, Destination, man. We, we've, we've escaped. We've managed to escape uh, all destruction throughout all of the doomsday prophecies. So now it's all catching up with us now, man. It's Final Destination. That's what this is. I'm, g- I'm going to try to speak like Tony Todd now. Death has a plan. And when you screw nice, with man. that plan, he comes after you. I, I don't think I did it right, but. No, like, man, no. <laughs> well done. I made my stomach hurt. Like, my stomach was like, oh God, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I could do the Candyman too. Nathan, be my victim. No, thanks. <laughs> no means I'm- no. No, no means no. no means. Bad touch. Hashtag M E T O O. Bad um, touch, speaking of. 
You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. All right. Um, so the mathematical probability of Donald Trump not winning was huge. Like yeah. mathematically speaking, he was that like he, these. There were professional politicians running. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and these are people who have been in politics their entire life. So that's a huge thing. Um, Brexit, I don't know. Well, I, I wouldn't really constitute Brexit in this, in the regards that um, there is a lot of dissent towards the EU and has been since the formation of the EU in, in England, in the United Kingdom, due to the fact that um, they were an exceedingly and are still an exceedingly wealthy nation that was bailing out other people that were never going to be able to... It's like, it, the best way to explain it, I, one of the guys I work with is from, from England, and he said the way it was working was that it was like, you're giving your brother money from your paycheck every, every week, and um, he's never going to be able to give it back to you, and he's never going to get a job. Um, so it, it just reached a point where like they were... They couldn't fund their own social welfare in a sense um, while paying out these other countries. So I, I don't see that as being a simulation. I just see that as good practice. Yeah, like that's um, good business right there. Yeah. Uh, the 2017 Oscar envelope mix-up. So I don't watch the Oscars or pay much attention Same to that. Same here. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I think right, that was the thing be... with... I think that was a thing with Steve Harvey. It was just a big, stupid mix-up. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. It was made to be a big deal. You know, just a innocent mistake. And uh, there were a lot of jokes made about him for like several weeks. Um, I I don't see that as being anything. That's just that's just something that could have happened to anybody. Honestly, was that when Steve um, Harvey now- kind of flipped out? I don't really pay attention to that, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Super Bowl, 25-point Super Bowl comeback. So, what is that? A touchdown is worth four? I don't know. I don't watch sports, man. I don't know um, shit about that. Field, <laughs> field goal is one. He yeah, scored a, a basket. A touchdown is six points, and then you can kick for the extra point. And then a uh, field goal is three. Okay, so they got, like, I see it like, okay, they got really lucky out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, there's been so much point shaving and scandals yeah. in the NFL, like, in going as far, like, further back than Belco. So who knows? Like, I, I wouldn't count that as, um, again, that's not something I would count as simulation because right. it's, there's too much possibility for human interference. It's the same with the elections. Like, it's weird. Oh, yeah, we know the election uh, was rigged, man. Um, yeah, fake so... News. Fake news. <laughs> so <laughs> the examples... Happy. Now, I'm not sure when this list was made up, but the examples in, that, in the list are not great. They're not strong, uh, especially compared to, like I said, the things that have happened so far this year it's like 2020 started <clears throat> and every crazy thing that you could possibly imagine has, has happened already and we're not even halfway through the year yet yeah so uh, i just wanted to say that that list was made on february 8th of last year 
So ah, it's okay. it's a little over a year old. Okay. Okay. So I I, I don't think politics and sports and you know media really would be a simulation or a, a concept of proof for simulation. Um, it's just hard to look at in that regard because it's so fickle. Uh, the next one, number eight, with the computer code. Oh, yeah. That. Well, well uh, bef before we get to that, though, I mean, oh, let's look at okay. just looking real quick at some of the other crazy things that have happened so far this year. Um, you know, we have that strange matter in uh, Antarctica. What about the black uh, hole I mean, I that know is blinking at us? The black hole, yeah, that's been flaring up, you know? So more and more things keep happening, you know? So to me, these things are a lot bigger than the items that were listed there on number six. Oh, ab absolutely. Like, I, I think black holes becoming active or hyperactive and blinking and stuff. Um, yeah. Or, you know, like Krakatoa deciding to, like we're reaching like critical temperatures and Krakatoa oh. being like, yo, cool this down. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if you heard about that, but Krakatoa blew up. Where is that? No. I, I so do Krakatoa not know my geography. Is the largest volcano in the world. And I believe it, that was it, like active volcano. I'm gonna pull it up. Sorry, um, I know. I know we don't. We don't read. We don't do research. In this <laughs> it's okay, Bobby. Bobby can edit it out. You know, he can make it, it sound like you're not somebody, even. You're not it even helps reading. To have somebody actually do some reading. <laughs> <laughs> Krakatoa is in Indonesia in 1883. It was a, like last time it like really blew up. Blew up 70 percent of its island. The last time it like went super active, um, it was one of the deadliest and most destructive volcanic events recorded in history. And explosions were so violent that they were heard 3,110 kilometers away, so 1,900 miles away, in Perth, Australia, Rodriguez, uh, near Maturis, 4,000. 800 kilometers away, 3,000 miles away. Wow. So so it, it, it went wow. as far as 3,000 miles away. People heard this thing blow up. Oh, wow. Um, it cooled the climate. Um, <laughs> so tsunamis, distant effects. Hold on, I'm looking for global climate change. So in the years following the, the year following the eruption, average northern hemisphere summer temperature fell by 0 0.4 Celsius. So for you guys, that's 0 0.72 Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. And like Los Angeles had 38.18 inches of rain. To put that in perspective, like yeah. that's like and people might rainfall. People might not think that going by 0 0.72 degrees is a big deal. But when you're looking at a delicate ecosystem, it is a very big deal because certain things have to be in a just the right climate, just the right zone for something to happen. Oh, it's funny you say that because it kind of leads into the next thing, uh, another thing on this list, okay. which was, I'm going to jump. I'm sorry. I have to. I have to. <laughs> Number 11, the Goldilocks song. Oh, yeah, I saw that. 
the Earth exists within the astrobiologist's uh, sorry, an astrobiologist called a Goldilocks zone, close enough to a star that greenhouse gases can trap heat to keep liquid water, but far enough away that the planet does not become a Venetian hothouse. <laughs> that we live in such an orbital sweet spot is circumstantial evidence for a simulation. If our sim designers wanted us to succeed, it makes sense that they placed us in such a cushy environment. So, again, like like you're saying about like things have to be just perfect. Um, there's other planets in our solar system that technically could habitat Earth, like humans or life, but they're just outside of that zone. Right. Like Titan and Europa, for example. I think it's Europa. But there's a yeah. couple moons that, and it's crazy. Like this is how like weird and coincidental it is, but in like. I think it's like five billion years or something like that. Our sun will go into another phase and it will create, it will be, it will start expanding and blah, 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 blah. And these moons, because of the increased heat and radiation and solar winds and blah, 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 will be able to potentially house human life like here on Earth. What about the planet that scientists had found that is Earth like? Is it Kepler or something or other? Or what the heck? Did you guys hear about that? Man, there's they're find they find Earth-like planets all the time. They're yeah, apparently, like, so far away. Yeah, but apparently this one is, it actually has an atmosphere. It has uh, basically the all the kind of structures that we got here. Where is it? Wow. I don't know where it is, man. Honestly. Uh, should I ask Google? Yeah, I, I'm gonna look it up. Because right. I was gonna go with Alexa. We don't research here. <laughs> I honestly, I have to do more research. All right, it's uh, Kepler 22b, and its uh, distance to Earth is 587.1 light years. It was discovered in December 5th of 2011. It has an orbital period of 290 days. The temperature there is 295 Kelvin, 22 degrees Celsius, 71 degrees Fahrenheit. Sounds like my type of planet. <laughs> Kepler 22b can could be inhabited. A new planet detected orbiting a star 600 light years away could have continents, oceans, and life. It was revealed today. The planet Kepler 22b is about twice the size of Earth and may have a surface temperature of around 22 degrees Celsius, similar to a warm spring day in the UK. Wow. Yeah, sounds pleasant. Yeah, they've been finding lots of other um, Earth-like planets, too. Uh, it, it's almost like they find them, like they've been finding them all the time now. That's the uh, only one that I've heard about so far. Which other ones have they uh, discovered? Oh, dude, they're all, they're, they all have those similar names, you know, with numbers and letters and stuff like that. So oh, okay. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you offhand by memory. Uh, but if you just do a search for Earth-like planets like, or a list of Earth-like planets, yeah, man, I, I do believe a number of them will show up. There was one that I was looking at uh, a few years ago. I can't even remember how far away it was because obviously they're all very far away. But um, it was the uh, the home that I wanted to go to because I'm like, uh, I got to leave this place. Got to get away from these humans. And What was it, it called? Nibiru? Like a... Nibiru? <laughs> that would be nice. Um, if that's still inhabited, then uh, yeah, <clears throat> sure. <laughs> but yeah, there are other Earth-like planets with water and everything and they suspect they have breathable air oh okay there's one called proxima b 
Yeah, I believe that's the one that I was looking at. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the closest exoplanet to the Earth. Okay, so there is more than I just thought there was that one. Wow. But you know what oh. would be funny if we ever decided to habitate these planets and we realized that the ecosystem was off by a tiny little fraction. We got there, breathed the air, and then it killed us immediately. <laughs> Wiped out the entire <laughs> human race. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, it would take it would take generation ships to get there. So yeah. there would be there would be uh, people. Bro. Walt yeah. Disney's gonna get there, okay? They froze him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he's frozen for a reason. Yeah, his head, right? Walt Disney's head is gonna get there. So, yeah, Goldilocks zone. I got a standpoint. Sorry, boys. Oh, it's alright. Um, yeah, so there's tons of exoplanets. There's tons of other little things that just keep cropping up. Like, what it for this Goldilocks zone thing? Like this perfect situation. Like, it's literally. Like, have you guys ever made popcorn on the stove? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So it's like, it, it, it sounds like a weird analogy, but if you think about it, like it's trying to control one kernel to land in a certain spot when it's popping. Mm. Okay. Like you think about what, like, we're all gonna go with the whole Big Bang Theory here, right? Like, uh, the earth's not flat type thing. Yeah. And, all of this stuff got ejected and thrown out and then all of a sudden we're in the perfect spot yeah. i know oh i want to continue on that since you brought up the big bang they uh, i think i was reading an article where um a physicist or a quantum whatever i don't know but they said that the big bang is actually it's not just something that happened and it was one and done it's actually still going on and that's why the universe is expanding and when the big bang finally stops is when the universe stops growing i guess that that's kind of what i took away from it and so the theory on what you're talking about is that the big bang happened uh-huh and, and it, it, you know, it's still happening it's ever, reverberating ever expanding but eventually it's gonna stop and then it's gonna start retracting from what i heard is that there's i mean i guess they used the, the theory was that there was gonna be a big crunch but they're saying that that's probably not gonna happen actually i heard this from uh from brian green um he said that uh like the big bang probably didn't happen the way a lot of people think that it did like starting from one small point and then everything exploding outwards it's just there was nothing and then there's something and and, it, and that and it's all expa expanding um i think one of the uh analogies used was like uh like uh i don't know like raisin bread or something like that you know so it's not like everything is expanding outward from one point everything is expanding outward from everything else and it's just gonna keep going until everything is stretched so far and everything is so far apart that there's not going to be enough energy between things uh there's not going to be any gravity between things to keep things together so uh all of the stars are going to start burning out and basically everything is going to evaporate and freeze and in the end there will be nothing literally i really want to i really want to read about that i want to read about it, that now yeah. too i like that it kind of sounds like the 
like I'm sorry I'm doing this, but it sounds like the Bible, where like there was nothing, and then there was something, and soon the, and right. eventually there would be nothing. Um, right. Like it's a very very interesting. Like if Christianity put that in their dogma, that's pretty interesting. Man, a lot of things link up, you know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to be an evangelist or anything, you know. But Bible a lot of things basher. do link up. Not, not, not perfectly, but you know, uh, I don't think that there needs to be a clear divide between science and religion. They're just, they just, they basically want to try to explain the same thing. They just go about different ways of doing it. Um, and of course, there are big differences, but yeah, I mean, it's just what you said. I've thought about that a lot. Like, why why do we keep fighting? Why don't we try to meet halfway and say, okay, you're trying to explain this thing this way. I see it this way. We're basically talking about the same thing. But I don't know. People like to fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want to read about it, man, check out uh, Brian Green. Uh, did he write The Elegant Universe? I think he wrote that. I can't. If he didn't write that, I feel stupid. But I, I feel like that's the, the book that he wrote that you, you should probably read because um, it's definitely good stuff. I didn't read it cover to cover, but uh, I've checked out a lot of things in it, you know. Um, and uh, once again, like I mentioned every time, but I keep forgetting I've had concussions, so I can never remember what I said before. Uh, but yeah, Brian Austin. Uh, Brian Austin. Brian Austin Green. <laughs> <laughs> he is All not right. a scientist. <laughs> Not a scientist. Brian Greene is incredibly, like, he has an incredible mind, man. So, yeah, check out what he has to say on that. For sure. I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm going to take a look at that, too. I'm going to go with number eight, Quarks with Computer Code. Yeah. Seemingly not crazy, theoretical physicist James Gates claims he has identified what appears to be actual computer code embedded in the equations of string theory that describe the fundamental particles of our universe. He says he found error-correcting codes. They're what make web browsers work. So why were they in the equation? I was studying about quarks and electrons and supersymmetry. Now, I think we got into this in a previous episode where we were discussing simulation theory and computer code in like not only yeah. dna but other things too like yeah. web browser code <laughs> it's like yeah this was this was one of the ones that uh that liquefied my brain oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah to, when it's super symmetry and all this other stuff i'm like okay uh, i'm gonna drool now i don't know what's going on <laughs> this is like heavy heavy things so um you guys do guys understand like the ones and zeros like what binary really yes. is like um, so the, like you can see that in in like cells where the cell is alive or dead or you know like the the cell has electrons or it doesn't like on or off, on or off. right and um, like I, I was reading I was listening sorry to to this guy talk about it and he was literally showing like our DNA is literally ones and zeros that's all it is and like red hair not red hair blue eyes not blue eyes like to bring it down to like a super simple level so it's so messed up that you know like this computer code that we're so smart and so great that we created computer languages that can do things but it's 
hardwired into us. Like yeah. this is nothing new. This is <laughs> um, the fundamental building blocks of life. Yeah, um, as far as I'm concerned, that that is something that really has to make you think maybe we are in a simulation. You know, there's more proof that we are in a simulation than there's proof that we're not, right? Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've said it multiple times. I believe it's true. My dog is actually just a code. Uh, Data. A Tamagotchi dog. If we had Neo's eyes, I bet you we, like when we looked at other people, we would be able to see that, you know, the, the codes that make them up. I do also remember now string theory is something that I've always had an interest in, but it's just, uh, I have trouble wrapping my brain around a lot of things, you know, and, and I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I can have an interest in science without fully understanding it, but, um, I do remember seeing at one point, I don't know if this was something serious or just somebody saying, hey, maybe, but I remember seeing something about just the shape of the strings, like being either a line or a hoop, you know, basically ones and zeros, you know, so everything at its very, very smallest level uh, is made up of ones and zeros. All ones and zeros, man. It all comes back cool to mathematics. There's nothing you can't prove without math. You know what I mean? Like, um, time is a perfect example of it. Like, time is a man-made construct in the regards that it's observation based on numbers. Uh, like, some dude literally sat there and started counting. And that is a fundamental math for everything we do within a year. But, yeah. you know, like... And with that, they can make projections and semi-decently accurate pro projections of how far and how big things in, like, celestial bodies are. So it's a constant. And that's a weird, like... If, if you look, go out to the swamp and you look into a swamp, if you don't understand that swamp, there's a whole bunch of random stuff going on. Right? It, it Maybe a swamp's a bad idea, but it's like shaking sand. And like, right? It, it's chaotic, you know? But that the universe is that sand shaker, they're able to map a chaotic, ever growing, ever big, infinite space and size and distance with relative certainty how big things are pretty when they see them you know like i'm not talking about the giant cigar shaped asteroid that like we didn't know was coming until it was here right. um, <laughs> but uh you know like there there's that where we, we we're able to look at these things and actually be like oh mathematically like even plants you can mathematically find out how long it, it's going to take for something to grow on you you know, like plants, how, how long things take, you know, math. Yeah. Um, thermal distribution, um, so cooking and combustion, math. You know, there's a guy sitting there, you know, like we all know that at 100, 165 degrees Fahrenheit for a chicken is to be cooked, and generally at 350 degrees, that takes about 20 minutes. 
right? Like that's math, and it's so weird that so much is based on it, even to the point of like um, stars combustion. It comes down to math. They 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 can tell you roughly when a star is going to do the thing, right? Um, and then they haven't necessarily found any matter that they can't quantify with ones and zeros. Even dark matter, the thing that they don't really know about, they know enough about to know that they don't know anything about it. But, um, right, like everything comes down to that math and it was, I guess string theory. I don't know if I, I believe in string theory, but I don't know enough about string theory to go too, too much, too deeply on it. Yeah. Um, anyways, I rambled there. I apologize. That's okay, man. You did, you did really good because I mean, math. I like math. I don't hate it. Uh, it's just uh, it. It's not fond of me, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I do like that everything can be broken down mathematically. There's pretty much nothing that can't be broken down mathematically. So I mean, you, you got to respect that. Um, even music, you know, uh, art, all you know, everything everything yeah now see if they explain things to me in musical terms i would have a better understanding but when they start talking numbers and adding things and subtracting things my mind just goes elsewhere and it's like you know i i don't want to listen to it at that point mm -hmm. i mean it's good to learn math you know yeah but it's helpful to know that for damn sure that's it kids stay in school Stay in uh, school. Don't be a fool. I wish I could be better with numbers, but <laughs> hey, speaking of numbers, let's do one more. Let's get to number nine. <laughs> and uh... Okay. Why does our universe have rules in the first place? MIT cosmetologist Max Tegmark has pointed to our universe strict laws of physics as possible evidence that we live in a video game. If I were a character in a computer game, I would also discover eventually that the rules seemed completely rigid and mathematical. In this theory, the speed of light, the fastest rate at which any particle can travel, represents the speed limit for transmitting information within the network of our simulation. So this is going on about how in a in such a vast area there's constants and we said that a few times tonight like the constant 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 thing um if this were just like wild space then why why would there be rules yeah. why are there limitations why can't you travel faster than the speed of light right and why is the speed of light this you know specific this particular number and I'm sorry I'm, I'm stuck on did you say cosmetologist? I, I don't know. I didn't hear that. I'm listening, <laughs> but I, I, I didn't pick out that word. <laughs> I, I, so, I, I was stuck on that for a second. I'm pretty sure that's cos, uh, cosmologist. I don't know. Cosmologist, yeah. Okay. Cosmologist, all right. Cosmologist, not cosmologist. <laughs> uh, the people at MIT doing hair and makeup. <laughs> Bro, you don't know what he had to do to get in there. <laughs> you know, that's good. It's good crazy. to have a real world skill. Right? You gotta put in that work, <laughs> bruh. Yeah. Could have been a stripper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had to work my way through MIT. Respect that sex work. 
but yeah, right. like why why are there constants? Why are there certain rules? You know, I mean, very specific rules that we are locked into. Yeah, why is there laws of physics that say that, um, you know, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, and the the equals mc squared thing? And I mean, I could just come up with things all day, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I, sound, I realize I sound kind of dumb right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel kind of um, dumb right now, but I mean, these things, the rules help us to make sense of things, you know, even the, the things that are difficult or even next to impossible for us to make sense of, you know, um, yeah, without stop. rules, we couldn't exist without the rules, without speed limits and can you imagine though in the days before there was spoken or even yeah spoken language and the people were trying to figure out why things happen because of course as humans we're always curious creatures we want to know why um so we're you're out hunting with your buddy one day and suddenly he clutches his chest and falls to the ground dead oh um ug was struck by an invisible lightning bolt from the gods you know it's um there, there has to be an explanation for it. And so these people trying to figure them out, I'm sure that's like how they deduce things even before there was like math and all that. And I realized that I trailed off into something ridiculous and I'm sorry. No, Yo, that's okay. That, that was science. That, not ridiculous. <laughs> that was them trying to figure out what was going on and just using what they had at their disposal, you know, try, trying to do the best that they could to figure out why this thing is happening. You know, that's that's how science starts, you know. A lot of the old world religions, like the old tribal religions and belief systems actually went hand in hand with science. And the more research that's being done, on why they did certain things a certain way is showing like the medical and mathematical side to things. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like kind of like, um, I guess self advertise. I don't know what to say, but like we're talking about like these, these Neolithic and prehistoric and even like less than now structures like um i think i've said it before but how many moons are there like full moons are there in a year there's 12 right no there's 13 there's 13 okay no i thought i yeah. thought it would be 12 because we have a full moon each month yeah there's always two moons two full moons in one month of the year um but if you look at the back of a map turtle they have 13 large sections on their shell every single map turtle will have 13 large plates on the back of their shell. Hmm. Uh, and the smaller ones will have 28 around it. So these people recognize the co correlation between this turtle. This is leading into simulation theory, I promise. Um, it's about a rule too. This turtle, Bobby, you should totally be looking this up so I can like hear your brain explode. Uh, <laughs> But uh, this turtle has these 13 large plates on its back, which is the same as 13 full moons and 28 smaller ones, which you need 28 between each 13. So it's literally a calendar on the back of this turtle. 
so like the, these people were looking at this before like this isn't like everything's connected in that regard every like little weird things are so connected like who would put turtles and the moon together yeah holy shit i'm looking at some photographs of this and it's just amazing like all right, the symmetry of this thing and how everything is perfectly aligned on this turtle. I think I broke his brain. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> uh, I'm destroyed. <laughs> you got to tear it down to build it back up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, why are there rules? Why are there so, like, why? why? Like, that, like, that's a hard-coded rule on the back of that turtle, man. Yeah, why? Why does this piece fit into this piece, but not the other piece? You know, that kind of thing. My question is, is if, uh, what would happen if you, there was two moons here? Would there be a different, like, would the turtle shell be different? Hmm. Would, would we have, like, a lot more uh, stability with the tides and everything? Because we know that the moon uh, controls the tides and it controls, like, a, lo a lot of other behaviors on the planet as well. Or would it be more chaotic? Lunacy! Haha, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> nice! That was nice. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's just crazy how, like, all of these, like, rules and things and symmetry all, like, add up to make you go, like, holy crap, like, um, you know, like, we've all played a simulation game. Um, yeah. You know, like, everything's so, so perfect. Everything, like, lines up so perfect. And... Uh, Except the Sims. I was never good at the Sims. And I, I <laughs> talked to my guidance counselor about that once. And he just kind of stared at me. And like I was he, like, I think I'm going to have a life. problem. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's illegally allowed to tell me I suck at life. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, like these things line up to the point of, like, just madness. Like, just straight up madness. And... The hard rules, like hard mathematical rules that are here that we don't even realize that we do. Like it's the same as breathing. Like breathing is a mathematical hard rule, right? Yeah. Literally, like we can't survive without oxygen, but that's because like our, like it, we, we're a small contained ecosystem, essentially our own bodies. Yeah. yeah. And we do that <laughs> yeah. unconsciously. Like our, our body, we don't control portions of our body they do that the body does that on its own and so what i think is amazing is that it knows just how much to take in just how much to release into the atmosphere to to keep everything running smoothly right so you Not take mention, in like a, oh. a gallon of oxygen you release uh, a quarter of a gallon carbon dioxide maybe because all that blood needs to be oxygenated so it's just like insane man can you get a gallon of a gas like a gas not gas but like a gas state liquid I how would you do know, that but i heard that if you if you draw a full breath like if you do belly breathing you are actually consuming about a gallon of oxygen like a like a gallon jug oh, but, of oxygen but know? it's not just oxygen we can't breathe pure oxygen we will die yeah that's true okay never mind <laughs> uh, <laughs> But like that's the th like we're breathing in nitrogen, carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, yeah, uh, like all all of this stuff, and it it is just perfectly made so that we're able to survive here. 
Yeah. And did we evolve that way or did it just kind of hit the sweet spot where, you know, the, the equations were perfect? Well, obviously the equations had to be perfect for us to even potentially evolve into that. Yeah, that's how natural selection works, man. We, we had to struggle. The ones that came before us had to struggle to survive so that they could reproduce and get us to where we are right now. Um, and where we are right now is we are at the end of, <laughs> of our list for today. <laughs> so I want to thank Nathan for, for uh, coming on this one with us. Uh, obviously, there's more of the list to go. We only got a couple of them in, and I kind of had a feeling it was going to be that way, man. Um, I enjoy talking about these things. For the rest and we, of his life. <laughs> we enjoy talking about these things with you, Nathan. So hopefully you can come, man. man. So that means you're going to come back so that we can tackle some more (laughs) of this list, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And not just the list, but I'm actually going to do some research and then we're going to dig a little deeper into this whole thing. Yeah, we're going to give that a shot. So uh, before we go, I know that you have been and we've been teasing um, (laughs) <laughs> that you're supposed to have something coming up, right? Uh, I am. We, Bobby and I were actually supposed to record on Monday, like my first episode for the podcast, and uh, go from there. Unfortunately, we haven't sat down uh, and done it because we're slackers. Yeah. Um, but we, we do. But I. But my podcast is coming. I'm ready for my first episode. I just have to record it. Uh, I'm at the point where like I got the computer I got the I've got the last go ahead and I'm ready to roll so that will be coming I want to say within a month I'll have an episode up all right I know that I'm looking forward to it and I know that other people are looking forward to it as well we we uh try to plug it uh as often as we can we're just waiting on you at this point (laughs) no pressure Uh, but (laughs) you know no (laughs) whatever help you need we're here man all right sweet 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 so until then is there any place that the people can find you if you want to be found right now uh i have a discord it's uh if you guys want to put my discord up uh, bobby has it uh you can throw it up in a link i think it's uh n-a-j-u-i-k um i don't remember my number so yeah, so I'm on Discord and Facebook at Inconvenient Indian, Instagram at Inconveniently Indian, and I think I have a Twitter. I don't know, but uh, you can reach me at those two for sure. You might have a Twitter, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Right on. <laughs> All right, so we've got a five star from Robo Hobo HD. It's a good My time. Name. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I like that. I made sure not to screw it up because I almost said Robo Homo, and that wouldn't have been. <laughs> that wouldn't have They're been making good. a robot's day, Joe. <laughs> they take the robots. They're eating the gay robots. <laughs> They're eating the gay robot babies, Joe. <laughs> Oh, shit. Now I wonder if I can get through this. Uh, It's a good time every time. Five stars. 
This is a great show with topics that challenge conventional thought and really make you think. Definitely a great listen for fans of strange and even paranormal genres. Much love to you, Robo Hobo HD. Very nice. Thank you so much, man. Wow. You make us sound smarter than we are, and I, I appreciate that. I, I feel so like a refined, distinguished gentleman now. Right? Yeah. Right? And, and you know, it's kind of uh, kind of rekindled my, my appreciation and love for robots. Oh, really? Okay, so yeah. we're, we're definitely going to have to get Conspiracy Bot and Kyle on one of the shows sometime. No, no, we got to ease into these things. We're going to start with uh, we're going to start with those kind words from Robo Hobo. And, and I appreciate that. And then later on down the line, we can think about Kyle and Conspiracy Bot. <laughs> Much love to you, Robo Hobo HD. Uh, apparently you're from Canada. So shout out to the Great White North Canada. Benvenue. Yeah, that too. I don't know what it means. Does it mean good day or? Something like that. I don't know. I think I heard it on a cartoon once. Ah, okay. I thought you actually were speaking a language. Is that French or is that Spanish? <laughs> I think it's French, man. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I'm the Tyler of this show. It's like I have no ge- <laughs> no geographical knowledge whatsoever, pretty much. I guarantee I'm worse. <laughs> I still love you, Tyler. You make me laugh. Welcome to the trailer for What the Suck Podcast. Do you like movies? Do you like horror movies? You know, movies like Exorcist 2 and The Bye Bye Man. Well, those of you still with us are just the weirdos we want. We watch all the terrible, no good, so bad they are bad movies you never knew existed. Have you seen Wish Upon, I Am Zozo, Creepshow 3 perhaps? You haven't? Well, lucky for you, we have, and we are here to tell you all about them because we believe that no matter how bad a movie is, it should be watched. Someone put at least some effort into these, and bad movies deserve love, too. And boy, do we love watching them. So, please join us, your hosts, Chris and James, on What the Suck Podcast for a weekly discussion of all things bad, good, good, bad, 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 so bad they are good, so good they are bad, so bad they are bad, and Gary Busey. <laughs> Found That's every- my best Busey. <laughs> Found- I don't know if that works, but it works for me. Found everywhere podcasts can be listened to. Now it's part of the show where we give some shout outs to our friends and family in podcasting. Much love to Klondike Bill, Burbs, Nathan Mondo, our Canadian correspondent, Shaheen with NuclearHeatShop.com, Get in the Corner, Dirt Sheet Dudes, Hollywood Hangout, Suplex City Limits, The Federation, The Smack It Down Podcast, Transcontinental Project, Planet Raconteur, It's Pathetic with Scott and Rybread, The High Marks, Saturday Morning Cartoons, Archon's Corner, The Michael Deacon Program, Sir Dirk, Alien Conspiracy Podcast, Conspiracy Cafe, Alien Theorist Theorizing, Hysteria 51, a special shout out to the networks that provide us a platform, the WNC Network, Fourth Hand Media, and Wrestling Soup. 
And as always, if you want to uh, support the show, please consider donating on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Inhuman EX Podcast. You can also pick up some really cool t-shirts. We got a couple of good designs at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash IEX Pod. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.